3: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry iheart radio discover more shows and movies for free tired of spills and stains on your sofa wash away your worries with anabay anabay the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices that's right sofas from only six hundred thirty nine dollars
5: Nikki
3: Laser
6: Podcast. Here's Nikki. Yeah. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday on the Nikki Laser Podcast. Welcome. I'm doing the fake radio voice. I tried to harmonize with Anya. It's so hard to harmonize. I can always do it when I'm playing guitar and I'm trying to like sing. I can't hit the notes and I'm singing alone. I can do like different harmonies. But when you are listening to someone sing the melody and then you try to harm, harm, harmonize on top of that, just count me out it's just i'm gonna i'm gonna i adapt to what other people are doing uh comedically uh personality wise that's one of my biggest issues noah is people pleasing let me just can i just say this um over the weekend i was talking to hey, welcome to the show by the way thank you so much for listening you guys know i love you and that you the fact that you are eager to get this podcast every day. You know, it just touches my heart. But you know what? I kind of saw it coming. That's why I gave you a daily show because I want more from my podcast that I listen to than just once a week. So that's what you get. You guys know that they, they would have, I think they would have, I'm pretty sure they would have paid me the same to do once a week. Uh, and I, I can't confirm that, but I, I, do, I would almost 99% sure say um, I I am doing uh, three times the work or no, wait, four times the work. Yeah. Three more hours of work. Oh, well, let's be honest. They only ask for an hour show, and we give you a lot Less more than, than that, that. <laughs> because I can't. I know they were like, "This is crazy." I am literally doing, I think, eight times the amount of work. But it's it, again, when work is fun, it ain't work. And it's like I want. I could keep going all day. I could turn this into a four-hour show. But like, um, from my mouth to no one's ears, because no one else on my team wants that. I mean, Andrew could do it. You could do it too. No, I mean we've done two-hour shows. And I get jealous of my friends in radio sometimes that wake up and they do like five-hour shows. I don't get jealous when I wake up at 6 a.m. and think about them being at work already for four hours. But every part of it, of like the extended show. And they got to play music and they got to not be able to cuss. There's, But I do love that this show has that kind of vibe. Okay, so what I was going to say is one of my biggest um, problems with my personality that I'm really working on is – people-pleasing and giving people who are in front of me what they want um especially people who are in positions of power or popularity or beautiful or you know really shallow rich and um I'm just gonna be honest like I have I struggle with um the me too stuff you know like I if someone, it hasn't been rightly canceled by the world and we're all on board, like this person doesn't have power anymore, it's hard for me to like go fuck them forever or unless they've personally hurt someone I know or myself and and this, it, or unless they've been charged with something and, and it, I just have to be honest about it. There are some, I've talked about it before, there are some artists I can't enjoy anymore because of what I know, what I've even heard alleged that they did And it doesn't make me enjoy them anymore because my enjoyment of their art was dependent on the fact that I think they're telling the truth and they're like a good person. However, there are some artists whose work I can enjoy with, they could be a mass murderer and it's still a good tune or a good movie or whatever. Um, And I can't really tell you why I feel that way about some. I wish I was more consistent, but the truth is I'm not perfect. And it was interesting this weekend. I was with a uh, an old friend and they kind of called me out on that kind of change in, in tone. This friend I hadn't talked to in a really long time when the last time I talked to this person, I had been like bad mouthing uh, someone that I had recently be- become acquainted with because I heard like a kind of me too ish story about this person. And I think I was trying to connect with the person I was talking to by having this gossipy story about like, Oh my God, I heard he did this thing to this person. Da da. da, da, da. Turns out that story was not what it really was. I had the wrong details. I then go on after having this conversation with the person years ago with my friend. I go on to become friends with the person I was talking about and like know the truth behind what I – the gossip. And I learn that they're one of the best people I know, right? And I forget I've even told this person that story. That that day that I used that gossip to connect with this person who I hadn't seen in a while. I'm just like, oh, my God, I have some new gossip or whatever. That it was not factual. Then cut to years later, I'm hanging out with this person and I talk about how good of a friend this person I had once bad-mouthed it, this person was. Are you guys following? Maybe. So I didn't know that the last time I had spoken of this person was with such ill repute. I don't even think that is a real – that's how you use that. But it sounded smart. So this person was kind of just like not really wanting to hear about me being friends with this person. And I was like, what is the deal here? Like, why are you like shut down all of a sudden? And they go, well, the last time I heard you said that this person was a terrible person. And I go, oh, yeah. Well, since then, I've gotten the facts and become close to this person and they are not that at all. And the person goes, okay, well, you, I didn't get that catch up and I just don't, I, I just see when when we were close friends in the past you used to do this all the time you would talk shit about someone and not like them because of one story and then we would run into them somewhere or you would talk about running into them somewhere and then you would be nice to them and it was like or you'd post on instagram like promoting something they did whereas you talked shit about them and i was like yeah that is one of my worst qualities is that i want people to like me i want to be a, i want especially i want people that um I believe are talented, regardless of what they do in their personal life. I want them to like me. Um, And it's not because I want them to like me so that, you know, part of it is so that I feel loved um, and I'm desperate for love and attention. And part of it is that I want money and power, which they seem to have uh, that. And they're, you know, when you break it down, me wanting love from people who, are in position, positions of power is me being greedy and wanting money and it's not because I want to buy Gucci handbags or I want to be able to f- afford, you know, the 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 paddles you hook up to your ass to make them tighter, even though I do spend my money on that. It's about, like, I just want to survive the apocalypse and I want to, if my parents get cancer, I want to be able to not have them go into debt. So it's all coming from a good place of I want to spend my money on s- rescuing animals and stuff. So ultimately, I do know that, that most of it most of the money I wanna get from these people who might be evil that I'm nice to is because I wanna do good in the world. So then I mitigate against, okay, is me being nice to someone I know is evil or heard rumors about um, in 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 an effort to get money to change the world and make it a better place, is that worth it to uplift this person and on a personal level or maybe on my Instagram, is that gonna cause more harm in the world? Me uplifting a person that might be a scoundrel Or is that harm worth it for the money that might get me than to spend it on good for the world? I don't know. And I think the answer is I would like to be more consistent with my word. For instance, I told this person who confronted me, I go, two years ago, that was very much my MO is like, I struggled with it. Like I would be two-faced all the time because I just, I don't like confrontation. I don't want people to be mad at me. I don't want to be in trouble. And I especially don't want people who are in positions of power that have influence to not like me or have a bad uh, perception of me. But since then, I really try not to talk shit unless I am ready to say it to their face. And it's not that is not foolproof. But generally when shit is talked about around me, about someone that I am personally acquainted with, I try to focus on what I could say that if there was a recording of this conversation and it was played for that person, I would not love it to be played for them, but I could back it up. I could say, you know what? Everything I said in that conversation behind your back is something that's true and I would like you to explain it to me. You know, and and I found with a couple of my friendships in the past, I was and I want you to run this through your scope because I think this is the goal, guys. If you are talking about a friend, someone that you would consider a friend, invite to your birthday party, and you regularly talk bad about them or every time you hang out with them, you text your friends to talk about what an idiot they were or you're kicking your your friends under the table to talk about that person, just get rid of that friend. Just stop hanging out with that friend because that's not a friend. You're not being a good friend. And I really try now in my life to not have any, not have anyone – I don't talk shit about my friends anymore. And I know that they talk shit about me because I have friends that constantly talk shit about their best friends to me. And so I, I'm okay with that because I'm okay with who I am and I really don't care if people uh, make fun of me behind my back. I've accepted it, for instance, this weekend – Jen and Robin, my assistant and my hair uh, and makeup slash best friend, uh, Jen, also one of my best friends, they were in Florida with me and I was talking about um, something that I went to or something coming up and I go, um, you know, and there was this one girl there that was just like a lot and just like really emotional, steals the conversation, can't stop talking and they go... Uh, I think Robin or someone goes, "Oh, you mean yourself?" And one, the other one laughed really hard in a way that was like they've talked about this before. That I'm like, it was we we don't all three joke about how I'm a lot and talk too much, you know, with ourselves. So it kind of revealed to me that they may have mentioned before to themselves, like Nikki's a lot, but you know what? I am, and they have. And in that moment, I was a little bit butthurt. Like, oh, they've probably talked about how I'm a lot behind my back. I don't care because I am and that was okay and they they probably do need to talk to someone about how much I am because they both work for me and uh, you know at times uh, Robin Robin has worked for me and um or the production company that I was on and then Jen also works for me so they're allowed to have opinions about someone they work for especially because that's not a friendship like they're friends they're my friends and I want to employ them in a way that they feel well compensated they have upward mobility they are not they're part of they're part of more than just being my assistant or being my hair girl like that we're all gonna benefit from making me look good and making my schedule perfect like they're gonna benefit you know I wanted to be like a team anyway um but there was a moment where I was like they've talked about me behind my back it's okay because of course i expect them to not because they're both like catty bitches or something they're not it's just like i saw a moment between them that they both laughed in a way that they've talked about it before and that i had to accept it i kind of swallowed my pride and i was like they're allowed to i am annoying and that's fine i though um recently kind of have gently moved away from friends that I find myself talking too much shit about or any shit. Honestly, I want to be a person. My goal is to be someone who does not talk bad about anyone I claim to love ever. And if I do, it's because I'm trying to process an ultimate um, approach to dealing with the thing that I'm dealing with with them. So I'm trying to like like yesterday, Andrew, I talked to him about someone in my life that I love that I'm having a lot of problems being around this person. And I have chosen, I told Andrew, I just don't think I want to see them anymore. Like, I, I just have to put up boundaries of, like, we can't hang, hang out under these circumstances where you make me so mad. And they don't make me. I make myself. I can't handle my emotions when this person is around. And Andrew had really good advice for me. He was like, how about you focus on being around this person in ways where you guys have things in common and where those subjects that trigger you aren't going to come up. And I was like, that is a great solution. And also I need to talk to this person. I need to have another talk with this person about my feelings. And I plan to, but um, that's the only time I talk about behind backs is when I'm trying to process something that I will eventually tell the person I'm struggling with um, what's going on. Or, you know, I will process it myself and not blame them. But goddamn, is it hard to not get upset. But all of this is to say that I have, I'm two-faced. I have been called on it before by friends of, you told me you hated this person. Now I see you being nice to them. Um, I want to give whatever's in front of me what they want. And I believe I'm not alone here. And I don't want to be that way. I want to be one-faced. I want to have two faces because I do want to like get enough money to get a different face at some point. But that's why I'm two-faced. You guys get it. But all of this is to say that this is a real fear for me and a real thing I'm so ashamed of, and I'm just ready to get honest about it because that's the first step in getting over it and admitting that I do this thing that's wrong and ugly and embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be two faced. I used to have a joke that, like, you know, I, I I would do jokes about the Kardashians being like vapid and whatever, you know, the regular Kardashian joke, and then I'd say, God. You wouldn't even – if I ran into Kim Kardashian in a dark alley, I would kiss her ass so much, you guys. It would be embarrassing. I hope none of you see it because I wanted it to sound like I would punch her or do something. No, I would I would go, I love you so much, Kim. Your skin is so amazing. Why are you so tiny? I love your waist. I'm like, oh, I would shower. I would never be honest with Kim about all the trash I've talked about her even though she could easily Google it. And I don't want to be that one anymore. I actually love the Kardashians and I don't even want to talk shit about them because guess what? I will meet them someday. And on top of that, which sums it all up, and you'll probably see it in my act at some point because I want to uncover these kind of things in a funny way on stage because I think they're interesting to talk about. I think we all do it, and I think we all sh- should try to stop doing it. No one's, uh, I mean, not no one's talking about overcoming being two faced, but we all have this side to us. And Andrew told me the other day, let's get him in here. Andrew! Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater, and I said, Where did you get that? And she was like, It's cashmere. I was like, Ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com
4: slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girlbomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girlbomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement.
6: Hey Andrew.
7: What's up? Hi.
6: <laughs> I was just saying how um, well, how'd you sleep last night? I slept uh, good, alone. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. We'll get to that in a second, but and and everything's fine with your relationship. But we will get to that in a second. I wanted to say I was just telling um everyone when I was by myself about being two faced and how I fear it, and how it's a thing I'm working on. Like I just want to be consistent. The way I talk about people behind their back, I want it to be the same way I talk about them in front of their back. You know what I'm saying? Their face. Uh, yeah, yeah. In front of their
7: face. Tits. Back, yeah. Yeah.
6: Um, I was saying that you had pointed, I was going to close with a, a prime example of me doing this and my fear of it and my embarrassment of it. I said the other day to you, I go, I was telling you this whole thing, and I go, I have nightmares, a, 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 reoccurring nightmares where I meet Donald Trump and I am nice to him. Yeah. Reoccurring. Honestly, I wake up in a, um, a cold sweat. And not only am I nice to him, but my mom or someone who hates him witnessed it. And I bet you know what? I bet my mom would even be nice to him. Because he I do have respect for the United States and the fact that we have to honor our presidents and like stand when they walk in the room. I like that kind of pomp and circumstance. He is a um exception to that, and I bl- I hope that someday when he walks in a room, I get to s- I get to sit And I can not, I can maybe um, refuse to shake his hand or do, I wish, I hope I can stand up to him someday um, if I get the chance to meet him. But in my dreams, I am like, hi, um, nice to meet you. Like, I'm such, I'm a little Madison Ray, Addison Ray.
7: Well, I I feel, I feel like. uh,
6: She went up and talked to him at the UFC. Yeah,
7: I saw that. And she
6: got like called out.
7: I don't know. I think like he's the most, uh, the highest example of someone of celebrity mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to be fake for, and so maybe do you know how that's How hard something... it would
6: be to be mean to a president? Yeah,
7: it would be pretty tough. But yeah, especially in front of people. I just don't joke. like confrontation. I think I you could do it. I think I don't especially like if confrontation was, like that because Donald especially Trump,
6: Donald Trump is someone that could go. You're you're not, my biggest fear. What's my biggest fear of being told?
7: Uh, that you're fat.
6: No. Well, kind of, but um, not that really. You're trying that too hard. No, that I'm ugly. That uh. I'm not hot. Right. That's like my biggest, saddest, shallowest fear. Donald Trump is great at making women. I used to hate Donald Trump because I knew that if unless I was hot, he would never like me as a woman. I used to feel the way about Howard Stern. I was like, I don't want to meet him because unless I'm hot, he won't find value in me, which is not true about Howard at all. But I used to think that. I um, I I fear that Donald Trump will be like. Oh uh, I don't want to shake your hand anyway You're old I mean at this point I am old to him Even though he's totally disgusting When we were in When I was in Palm Beach over the weekend My driver was like There's Mar-a-Lago And I saw Mar-a-Lago It's
7: where my dad got married I know Yeah
6: It's insane And I go "Um, Really? I was like oh my god I was, like, dis- I was like flicking it off when I drove by. Of course, I'm in, like, a car that has, like, tinted windows. There's no, like... I love that woman that flicked off his motorcade that one time when she was on a bike, and then people were, like, doxing her. Um, but I thought of a great line when I was on stage that I should have done. I was, like... Uh, because the Colony, the hotel that I performed at for the private event, I wanted to say, it's great being here in Palm Beach at the Colony. We're within spitting distance of Mar-a-Lago, and I know because I tried... I think that's a good line. That's yeah. subtle of like trying to spit. But anyway, um, that's my biggest. But everyone fear.
7: at that party swallowed. I know, right?
6: <laughs> that much. was the that was the fear. Was the party was? I mean, they were rich white people, so I was a little scared. There was Trumpies. But you there. know what?
7: A lot of like, if you're very wealthy, like not like fake rich, yeah, you hate Trump. A lot right. of them like hate Trump because Trump pretends to be richer than them. It's like a dick off. It's oh. like, oh, you're, he's not really rich. He's not right. as rich as. He's not real Palm Beach.
6: I'm sorry. Maybe, <laughs> I, I think you're talking about maybe people that um you might personally know, and I would venture to guess that those people voted for him at least the first time. And maybe now they don't like him, but they like their money, and whether or not he pretends to be rich, those people liked his little tax plan for them. Well, I mean, Because Trump, they want to keep all their money.
7: Trump before, like my dad being married at Mar-a-lar- Mar-a-Lago, uh, for his second wedding. I mean, it was. It's funny, and my brother was a member at Trump's golf course. But they're always like, before the before he's president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, disclaimer: Before he's president, when
6: he was just a cartoonist buffoon on um <laughs> the Apprentice. I mean, John Mulaney's bit. Please, someone fucking find it. I'm begging you, find John Mulaney. I did this on a podcast. I did recently did the the Daily Beast Last Laugh podcast, and I said, someone find John Mulaney's Conan late night. 2007 2008 appearance he did do this bit about trump for um his album recording the top half john mulaney's first uh, i think his first comedy album which i was uh, the feature act for it was very exciting to go to that recording so just know that if you listen to it i was on stage before him like warming up the crowd they didn't need it he's amazing um but he does a bit about trump he nailed trump on conan i used to watch it religiously he was like trump is um trump is a uh Cartoonish. He was like pretty much saying like Donald Trump. I'm fascinated by it. this. Was before. I mean, this is 2008, you guys. And he goes, Donald Trump is what a hobo imagines a rich person to be. Like I picture. He was like like when a hobo's walking by. Like he says something like like Oh, when my ticket comes in, I'm going to have fine golden hair and a TV show where I fire people with my children. I'm gonna have my name on big <laughs> buildings. Like it's just a ridiculous. It, but he said he says so many funny things about Trump that are so prophetic and like, how we eventually all felt about him. So I'm just saying Trump was a laughing stock. A little bit before, uh, I mean, before he would. Yeah,
7: but I mean, he was on Howard a ton before. Oh yeah, because
6: Howard said he's the best guest because he's honest. Yeah,
7: and he's polarizing. He was good on Letterman. Funny to say that he's honest,
6: and he's not at all. He's honest about how much he hates women who he doesn't. He's not honest about himself. But never, that guy is incapable of lying. There's actually a comic right now who, um, you know, who works. And I've always said that this comic is Trump. Whatever brain disease Trump has that makes his brain think that he's infallible will never apologize. Always does everything right. Um, uh, thinks highly of him. Like everything that Trump is, this person is as a comedian. And um, that's one person that I fear running into because I feel like I'll give them what they want because I'm so scared of them. Yeah. Um, but I am trying to steal myself S-T-E-E-L to prepare myself for our next run-in so I can be be authentic and say and eventually I hope this person hurts someone that I know and I hear a personal account instead of anecdotes from people who have witnessed this egregious behavior or that this person hurts me so that I can confront them because I'm ready to. I'm really ready to go public with how awful this person is to other people and how they need to be called out for it. Yeah. Because uh, they're Trump. They they have a Trump. I actually have empathy for because he has his brain is bad. He was well, born with a bad brain. He was born with bad parents. If you were born with Trump's brain and his parents and his same situation, you would be Trump too. Yeah. So there is part of me that goes poor Trump to be that awful. Um, and um, what's
7: crazy about these kind of people is like Trump is good for ratings for CNN for everyone. Yeah, like CNN's ratings went down forty percent after Trump
6: right. left office. Bill Burr like, just did that bit. Did you see that?
7: Yeah, yeah. That's where I was like... That's where yeah, I saw I mean, the number. I Googled it. And and then... Uh, also, like, we talk about these people. These people that are pieces of shit, get, they get space in our brains. Like, you're already thinking about a conversation that you might have in the future with this person. But But why, I know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that.
6: No, it's not a waste of my time because it will minimize harm in the world if I'm able to call this person out and let everyone know from a trusted person who has gained the respect of her peers and fans by being honest and admitting my flaws and always leading with honesty and wanting good for the world. People trust me to do that. And then I call out someone who is in violation of that. Yeah. And that person has to be accountable and uh, that will add good to the world as opposed to so how
7: can you put yourself in a situation where this happens?
6: Oh, it will eventually happen. It's going to I'm happen. I'm just
7: saying, let's make it, let's expedite <laughs> but,
6: this. No, because I have to actually do enough work by myself to be able to have enough confidence and wherewithal yeah. and a plan that, that I know I'm doing the right thing and I'm not scared of the, cause this person's powerful. You know, and I have to wait. And I don't want to wait until this person's canceled where it's like, oh, I can finally say that Ellen, I've heard Ellen's mean because now Ellen's gone. I mean, I even still fear Ellen's not gone. Yeah. Ellen can still affect my career and and ultimately what nursing home my parents get in because it, my career equals money that I spend on their nursing home so that they don't get abused in a nursing home. Um, what I wanted to confront you about before I say confront. <laughs> I
7: hate the word confront. By the I
6: know. Well, it comes it's, off
7: like so. ugh
6: Okay, well, what do you want me to say? What do I want to talk talk to you about? Oh, no, confront away. Before I say that, I really appreciate all the um, assist you've been giving me in terms of saying, write that down, that's a good bit, and not letting it go because that's the only way I make material. So thank you for that. We've been talking a little bit more stand-up recently than I have allowed you to talk to me about in the past because it (laughs) triggers me to think about my material and I start freaking out and I go, Andrew, can we not talk about comedy anymore? And it's never about because of your comedy. It's about me. But I will say thank you so much also for taking the plastic bags that were filled with trash (laughs) out to the trash room. However.
7: Oh, man, this is a real setup for a confront. No, it was
6: really nice that you did that. I just want to know. What did you do with those plastic bags? Uh,
7: Threw them in the garbage. Okay. You know what's so funny?
6: That's where we have an issue.
7: You know what's so funny about I knew this was
6: going to happen is what's so funny.
7: When I was throwing them away, I didn't know if they were trash or not. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a good deed by taking them out. Yep. And then I go, she's probably going to come in here. And if I put these in the garbage, I don't know if they're garbage or not. Mm. She's going to say something.
6: Wait, how would I know if they're in the garbage?
7: Well, you would see them not in the recycled side,
6: oh, right. I did check. and they weren't in the recycled side. And the problem why did is, you check? Because I went through because I wanted to know what you did because I thought you would lie to me. What did I, wanted, I lie? No, you didn't lie, and I appreciate that. but <laughs> here I, and I was going in there anyway to put away boxes and open the thing. I didn't like check to see, but I was just like, oh, I don't see them. So he probably threw them away. I spent all day yesterday separating it because I wanted it to go in the recycle. One of those bags is going recycling.
7: Okay, so one of the bag, one of the three,
6: one of the three bags. Yes. What? Um, Which
7: ones? The poppers.
6: All you have to do is read the sign in there, bud. All you have to do is recycle. This the is sign. like
7: one of your things, though. Like I recycle like ninety five percent of the time. It's just my and thing, and I just want to understand but why what, is this your thing? It's because, like it's annoying to me
6: because I worked. I spent fifteen extra minutes separating that, and no, so, but it's
7: not the first time you've yelled at me about recycling. I know you're weird about recycling
6: because it's because it to me it's like the laziest thing you can do. It's the easiest thing you can do to make the world a better place, and it's um, a very small example of why the world is the way it is. Is because people are not willing to take one extra step to do a thing that might help the planet.
7: Okay, but in that, yeah. in my defense, I th- I really think because you you have pushed me to recycle more than I even yes, have. Yes, for sure. Let's just focus on the good because yes. I think when you start going, well, oh, because I think what happens is then I, I get, get generalized. Mad. I didn't get I get, get mad generalized yet. as a non-recycler.
6: No, you are not a non-recycler. <laughs> you've, you've changed so much and you're really good about it and you wash out your stuff. I'm just saying... If you could, in the future, just know that the bin for the, the, because you could have just seen the sign and known and looked inside the bags and seen, which was what, when it is cardboard separates, like small cardboard separates in a bag that goes in the blue bin and then all the plastic and bullshit that can go in the trash. from now on because i i just just, i spent like a really long time putting them in different bags and then to see them all gone this morning i was like oh no did they all go in the trash so that's it was just like a lot of work went into something that was all for naught.
7: i know but you understand from my from my side i feel like it's like uh it's a thing for you for recycling where like You'll get like so. Ugh. Just don't
6: take don't take the trash out then. I think that's what we. No, are,
7: that's not the answer. No, no, no.
6: You can still take the trash out, but those bags that are like could be recycling, just leave them then. I'll that just is ask the answer. you
7: next time. I'll just ask you. I was just doing you a favor. I was doing you a solid. You don't even have to ask up. me.
6: Just read the sign, and it would have been what sub- sign in the trash. Yeah, room. I've seen that sign. Okay, but that it would have had all the answers there. I'm not trying to. I'm honestly trying to keep my tone <laughs> as friendly as possible because I did appreciate you cleaning those up because I didn't get to them yesterday. So I just. You know, when you I do a nice task, you want it done right. And especially when I have put in extra hours, I could have done that. I could have taken all that to the trash easily yesterday, but I spent extra time so that I could separate it. Do you get it? True. 2 Let's get <laughs> to the news. <nose. laughs> I mean, I'm working on my confrontation skills because that's not something I can just let go. And I just don't know what to do.
7: Well, I mean, I just think you gotta like pick your battles, and like I, I just like think you you you're uh, hung up on this recycling stuff, and I get Noah.
6: Can I just get you to chime in here? It's it it is a hang up of mine. It's a weird tick, but we live together, and I can just then I can just handle the recycling. I don't have a problem. I will never be like Andrew. Never takes out the recycling. That can be my job because I'm OCD about it. It really can.
7: No, because then there's going to be another resentment. No, there's not. not I'm recycling. telling you right
6: now, if there is, then you can say, Nikki, that's not allowed because you said you were going to handle this. It, it, there's other things you can do for me around the house that you, that you you, don't actually need to even do anything. I'm perfectly fine with the amount of work you put in. <laughs> I really am, Andrew. And I'll let you know if I'm not. Noah. So I've talked to my therapist about this because
5: I have the same issue. About with- us? Did uh, they recycle? No, no about, about my fiance <laughs> and like certain things. And I'm going to just say to you what she said to me. <laughs> One is you can't be responsible for other people, change other people. Mm-hmm. And what she would have said to me in this situation, exactly the same thing. She would say, why don't you just take the bag out to the recycling room yourself and do it? Because I wasn't
6: done filling it. I It wasn't tied up yet. It was still in the, I was going to put more stuff from my room that I didn't get. But how long did it down. sit there? Um, 20. Uh, I finished that at five o'clock yesterday. So until this morning, five five p.m. to this morning. There's
5: no, there's no, no right I'm or wrong. i saying yesterday. There's no right like, or wrong, but we can't put our things on other people. And when they yeah, that's fail. why I'm asking.
6: I just want to do it, and I should have yes. done it. I should have finished the job so it wasn't laying out and in, yes. in your way. That's what I should have done. So and from, I apologize. But, but so from my now problem, on, is, Andrew, is, do
5: something else that's nice for Nikki, but don't touch the that's trash. That's what I side just line.
6: said. Yes, that's <laughs> what I just said. It's my OCD thing, and I don't want to make you feel bad about it. And I, I.
7: But it was I, sitting in the hallway. For that's a what while I'm saying. I that's why i was just, I just like, said i, I should
6: have moved it yeah. myself and it was a nice gesture and i'm sorry M- that i my conf- issue
7: isn't even the it's not the recycling it's it's when you go i got to confront you what, about what some- should i say no then? no but i'm saying the idea of confronting about someone not recycling one time like that like anger or whatever that It's not you. anger
6: i'm just i wanted to confront the, i guess i, I was but, saying it for effect for the show andrew I wasn't. Do you think I really would have said in the kitchen to you? I need to confront you. <laughs> I would have say, "Hey, I noticed." When okay, I, was...
7: I take that. I get that. You I know... get that. But I'm just saying, like these things. Like I think, like they like in. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I just feel like when when you let things like.
6: What about build... the other day when I asked you when I sent you the screenshot and you wrote, um, uh, "Can you ask me?" And then yeah. there was the 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 dot, dot dot then the dot dot the dot dot, dot, dot dot and then yeah. th- then an hour uh, uh, then uh 30 minutes after i had said oh it's so sorry blah blah and then you write i love you guys another thing that time you don't think between me sending the screenshot and you writing can you ask me which by the way was about 15 minutes or maybe more you didn't have a little um moment where you got upset and go how am I going to do this? How am I going to confront her about this? You didn't have that moment?
7: I guess I did. No. Okay, so I, it's
6: it's a thing. Uh, it's it's hard to bring up these yeah. things and that's important to me and I don't know why and it's important to you that I ask you instead of send you a screenshot and you don't know why. It's just because it is. You know?
7: I feel you. News. I, I'm news. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I feel like I know this is annoying to some people, but I feel like this can be helpful for people to figure out arguments in their own life.
7: Yeah, I think so. I don't. I love you. I love you, guys.
6: (laughs) I do love you, Andrew. You know I do. I do love you too. Okay. I mean,
7: yes, of course I love you. He always
6: says I love you when we're hugging. uh, When we when he brings me on stage at theater shows, he's so giddy that he just killed and he's like just happy to be my friend. And he always goes, I love you. And I'm always just like, I can't handle that. That's a, you never say that. And now you're saying it. It's just like a lot. It's so sweet, though. But I do love you and I'm ready to say it uh, You know, publicly.
7: I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been waiting. Apparently. <laughs>
6: Apparently. Apparently. Oh,
7: by the way, shout out to that dude, draw, those drawings. That was oh, my crazy. God. We'll go. Yeah. All right. News.
6: You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. you heard it here
7: first. I hope you had a great or having a great time, having all the swells. Hope you're not being confronted today. Okay, uh, a t- first headline. A TV animal rights lawyer pleads guilty to Ooh. murder for hire plot after offering a ranch hand a 100 grand to kill her estranged husband's girlfriend.
6: Oh, I thought it was going to be an animal. No. I mean, a human's an animal, but okay. That's interesting. These, I swear to God, these um sometimes, and you know it with me, I like animals more than people. And sometimes <laughs> if I, uh, I would rather like what... Yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten shit for it from uh, – I have friends who are very much into, like, Black Lives Matter, human rights, bring back our girls, you know, Yemen, human rights issues, war, homelessness, and Is they're, like – a
7: Billy Joel song?
6: Yeah. War, homelessness. <laughs> was, it, uh, was it an REM?
7: We didn't start so the, the fire.
6: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're into all of famine, but I care about animal issues, and I don't know why. I care about animals more than people, and um, I'm sorry. So I get this woman, but I also don't because I would never – I mean, I don't know, but I I possibly could murder someone. Who knows? No one knows they're capable of it or not until you're like – I'm trying to think how much it could
7: pay me to kill someone. So this
6: was this woman's boy uh, (laughs) – like, she's a mistress?
7: So she – her husband's new girlfriend.
6: Oh, which also mm. happens ex-husband. to be their au pair. Their nanny. Oh, pair. Okay. Yes. So here we go. So th- the husband's cheating on her, right? He was, but there's a little bit
5: more to this. Okay. Andrew, do you well, want to read the uh, thing about the kids? Oh, the yeah. So she their-
7: strangled. Okay. So. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Here we go. After her arrest in January, uh, legal documents allege she had abused her ex-husband and their children prior to the murder for hire plot. She held a knife to her husband's neck, mm. and is alleged to have grabbed one of her three children by the neck to strangle her.
6: She's probably dr- grabbing them by the scruff, like she, like puppies do, because she's an animal rights person. Yeah, it was for just sure. mis- misinterpreted.
7: Yeah, the puppy, she, the daughter peed on the carpet.
6: Oh my god! You so peed on carpet.
7: I, I just love that, like the divide between rich and poor people, where she thought she could go to this guy because he's like her help on on the ranch and be like. Yeah, well, here, here's 100 Gs to change your whole life by killing somebody. Well, that's like,
6: who is willing to kill someone for that much money. I mean, that's not really that much money. That's not, like, life-changing. I mean, it is life-changing money, but it's, that's, people, a ranch hand might do, I don't know, maybe she felt his vibe and it was murdery.
7: But I like that, like, it was probably convenience, too, for her. Is She's there, like, a, oh, there's a poor guy that I know. He'll yeah. take 100 grand to kill somebody. I mean, like, I Like, hire like, a real is, professional for- for our but how do you
6: how do you do that <laughs> you Craigslist Cra- eBay um Noah w- is there any other detail about this that you find interesting uh, I just thought- she got caught though yeah. yeah she
7: got caught the stage hand or the ranch hand
6: right good on the ranch hand for reporting this <laughs> right? yes I should call you ranch hand because you have ranch dressing on your hands sometimes <laughs> hey that's a funny nickname for you I love ranch ranch hand <laughs> I gave someone a nickname recently that I'm loving. Was it you? No.
7: Caesar. Caesar face.
6: No. <laughs> uh. uh. Anyway, I um. Bucci's I'm feet. always fascinated by these people who hire someone to kill for them because, I mean, I it definitely does work sometimes. Some of these hitmen are very good and you won't get connected. But I just when you have a history of strangling your kids and holding a knife to your husband's throat and there's stuff about that. You, You dumb, dumb bitch. (laughs) And I hope your children turn into amazing artists and like. Dumb, dumb bitch is
7: a great nickname.
6: You dumb, dumb bitch.
7: You dumb, dumb bitch. You DDB.
6: Yeah. I, I just. I think, yeah, I love DDB. And by the way, I just want to say shout out to anyone who has an SSBJ. uh, Wait, wait, SSDJ, SSDJ, uh, soul sucking desk job. That's another thing we coined the other day that someone brought up again. And I love it. And I just want to keep it up in the air. So uh, a DDB is a dumb, dumb bitch. And an SSDJ is a soul sucking desk job. And I want this uh, SS, I want this um, DDB to get an SSDJ at the jail that where she's at going the to live.
7: J-A-I-L Yes. Um how how do you uh how do you uh transfer a hundred grand like like stealth? Maybe mm. you could from all your bar shows where you have just hundreds. Yeah, I got or- those
6: Usher Bucks too. <laughs> Uh, if you like how know. do you
7: transfer over time yeah. to a ranch hand does the ranch hand have Venmo and you give well, this them woman is
6: not smart. Let's yeah, go to the next yeah, story yeah. <laughs> and I and thank god that uh she chose the wrong person. She just saw him with like one of the he was like, you know, doing the hay thing or with the, like the 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 the, the 3 pronged hay thing
7: yeah, yeah. the scythe. Oh <laughs> the yeah, scythe. He, had, he
6: had the scythe and she was like, "Oh my god, he's like Perfect. Death And he was wearing, like, a hoodie, so he looked like death. Okay, go on. All
7: right. These are the signs of sexual tension. A normal, often electric feeling that can arise between people who want to have sex with each other Mm. but can't act on it in the moment.
6: Oh, my God. So here's
7: a bunch of different things.
6: I love this because I feel it all the time. Sometimes I, like, and sometimes I'm, like... And it's amazing when it's mutual. And most of the time, if you're feeling these kind of things, it is mutual. And it's the energy. I like never used to believe in energy and like love at first sight and those kind of things, but I, it's all pherom- pheromones and stuff. So um, energy and, uh, by aroma. But I do think there's some kind of like vibe. Okay, what are the signs?
7: Okay. Here we go. Intense or suggestive eye contact.
6: Okay, five-second flirt. We know about that from getting to I do. You look at someone for five seconds if you're a woman who's trying to be in the feminine role in order to Here, get a guy at to know you. me for
7: five seconds. That's nice. Yeah, That see. wasn't five seconds. He okay. couldn't even do it. He I- couldn't even do it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to turn you on too much. No. One, two,
6: three, four, five. That's definitely the longest we ever looked at each yeah. other. Didn't do anything for me. I'm good.
7: I don't know. I felt it in my oh, pants, dear. in my loins, in my formones. Oh, uh.
6: <laughs> I really, you know, like people always think that we have some kind of um sexual energy between us and like, oh my God, they must have had sex before. They must like each other. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, I you know, I've always been like kept you at an arm's length because I don't want that to ever happen on your end or accidentally on my end because we are two straight people. But I'm finally, and I've come it's gone in stages. I'm finally like very secure in our friendship and that never being breached and and it's because of Brenna being like someone that you really, really care about, and me feeling no signs of gel je- none, no jealousy at all. And I'm already not a jealous person, so even if I did like you romantically, I probably would actually I probably would mind because I. You don't know that I like you... I don't like you romantically, but like... You're getting a
7: little caught up on your words, lady.
6: (laughs) I'm I'm stumbling all over myself. (laughs) If I did... If I was harboring a secret or a subconscious crush on you, Brenna would annoy me. And Mm. I... And I've only grown to love her more the more you get closer to her, which tells me that I'm in a really secure place with you with that. And also I'm comfortable saying I love you. I'm comfortable um, touching you more, hugging. And like those are all things not because I was like I didn't I didn't want it for me or you. And those things can happen if people don't have good boundaries. And now I feel like we're finally I don't we don't even get that anymore. I don't even get it anymore of like. You and Nikki, or you don't get, like, I. maybe you get DMs. I always get DMs yeah, that were like,
3: too.
6: you guys love each other. You're going to end up together, blah, blah, blah. And I was always just like, God, I hope this person isn't right because I feel like I've just really doubled down on them not being right. And I'm like, I always go, I don't know what happens. I, I cannot say never, but I can be very certain. Very, very certain never. And I would be okay with never because also the idea that I was also scared of losing you as my best friend, And I thought, like, oh, my God, if you find – if either of us find a partner, we won't be able to keep this. And that would really suck because oftentimes you don't get to keep your best uh, acquaint or, like, you know, Mm -hmm. opposite-sex friend if you get in a relationship. But that's – I know now that my requirement for a relationship is that I get to keep you as my friend. So I won't – that won't happen to me. And I haven't felt that when – in the people you've chosen, I haven't felt like they don't like me because we live together and we're close. So – I just feel like in a really good place if you would just fucking do the recycling, Cycling, right? Recycling, yeah, I know. Okay, One out of three bags.
7: I got to get better. Okay. Um, increased physical contact, yeah. including non-sexual touches. Those always kind of, before you actually like hook up with someone, or there's. it always feels a little weird when you touch a knee. Oh, or yeah. You-
6: well, because it's charged. If you touch the knee of your friend, it wouldn't be charged, but because it's so, you're overthinking it so much. When I had a crush on my ex-boyfriend at work, i didn't make eye contact with him i didn't talk to him i would get so nervous i'd walk out of the room he almost quit the job he was going to quit the job because he said the host hates me and it was because i loved him so much so if i were to have finally when my i went to cry to my boss and i was like i love him and he's talking to another girl today. she's like he doesn't know you like him she goes you need to learn how to flirt and this was years ago but she goes go to his desk touch his leg twice Extended eye contact. She said all those things. <laughs> and it was so hard for me to do this. And he felt them because they were so – because he felt it too. Yeah. He had the energy. Especially
7: if you've never done it. So it's like well, it I have, stands out more than the guy that touches your shoulder all the time. You yes, know what I mean? Like, oh, Because
6: my. you're doing the opposite of that before. It's intentional. <laughs> I, you know that I have the best advice for figuring out if someone likes you or not. That is yeah, a friend. The
7: hand thing. No, it's a uh, – you touch hands and it's a, No, they it's keep not a it hand. There. It's more
6: arm. So again, if you've heard this, but this is just good for any guy out there who's listening or any girl, I really want you to spread this to to, to any guy you ever hear being like, I don't know if she likes me or not, blah, blah, Look at something together on your phone, scoot close enough where it's like you have to touch, but barely touch. And I'm talking about like your sleeves are touching. Both of you can feel it. Everyone knows that touch, right? Where it's like you could leave it and it wouldn't mean that you're like in love. But if you pulled away, the person wouldn't even notice because it's you're barely touching. It's not like you're touching and going, oh God, no. So... If you touch a girl, like your, your arms are flush and you have that barely touching, like a piece of paper could easily fit through, but you are touching. If you keep that and the girl leaves it for 10 seconds, I'm talking five to 10 seconds, she likes you. And if she pulls away, she either didn't really feel you touching her, so you still have the benefit of the doubt, or she's not into it because it's an easy way for a girl to pull away and not really offend a guy. Is just to kind of lean a millimeter yeah. to the right. And no one gets hurt, but it is a great way. If a girl keeps it flush and leaves it, like I did with Blake Griffin at the roast, like I've done with literally every guy I've ever liked. How did he go
7: with Blake Griffin? What did he do?
6: He slid into my DMs eventually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And asked to, he said, I'll but let no, you know the I'm next, next time. I'm with in the New arm, York.
7: He kept the arm there?
6: Oh, yeah. He kept it there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got confirmation because he, that was before I, I think it was after I did my roast where I said I liked him. And then it was before he did the Larry Bird jokes about me. And then I was like, I don't want my arm next year. I mean, year. it's
7: just interesting that we have to do all these like little passive aggressive so things. It's
6: it is so hot, hot.
7: But then if you actually voice it and say it and be Eventually honest. you do. It could turn you off. It could turn the other person off. Because, because it's it too, much. Too, too much. It's
6: too much. So we have to, we all want what we can't have yeah. and that we think we might not be able to have. And these are all just ways to like subtly slowly make a move. I am someone who needs things to go so, so slow. And, um, and that's not because I don't want to be with that person. I just, I want them to go at the pace that I'm safe with. So what are some other things? And if
7: you have prosthetic arms, do it with your leg.
6: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
7: Um, okay. Having erotic (laughs) dreams or fantasizing about your crush in a sexual way.
6: Yes. And then telling them that you had a dream about them is the number one way to let a guy know you like him. I had a dream about you. Number one way. What were we doing? I don't remember. But it's just a way to let someone know that you're thinking about them without saying I like you.
7: This might be like the secret. So if you have the erotic dream, maybe it will lead to real life like sex. Is that kind of the idea? Mm,
6: No, I think it's like what your subconscious is trying to work out is your feelings that you might not have acknowledged about this person. Like I've literally never had a sex dream about you. No offense. Have Uh, you ever had one about me?
7: Just where uh, you're getting anal from uh, from me just that though yeah that's friends (laughs) I mean we do that
6: anyway (laughs) but we
7: both have our jeans on
6: yeah okay that's different yeah and and your (laughs) and your penis is like going in me and it's like it doesn't it it barely touches my ass walls it's almost like operation that if it does hit it goes (laughs) it buzzes yeah so it's not sexual at all no and it's if you left it I would move away very slightly so um, we're still friends okay Uh, next sign
7: from the sound of the operation, Bang. okay, d- d- daydreaming about sharing time with them in a non-sexual way. I don't know why it keeps being non-sexual ad- during the day, but
6: yeah, this is another thing of just like sharing, like, oh my god, I was just thinking of you about this thing. Oh, I thought of you, like if they are just. But this seems
7: like the secret, though. Like you're 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 daydreaming sharing time. You're not telling them.
6: Right you're but these just are thinking all things, these you're, things you're no that the secret is manifestation which is like yeah. purposeful thinking and purposeful actions and these are more like if you catch yourself daydreaming about someone
7: Oh then it means that it's real. Yeah. Okay, okay. One or both parties may change their
6: voice or cadence of speech. Oh yeah, when I like a boy it's like yeah, like it just like goes up here like this and it just becomes like a <laughs> little bit maybe sexier and I, I don't even I wouldn't even notice it, but uh, maybe my friends would.
7: Make increased attempts to tell jokes and be funny.
6: Yeah. Yeah, or laugh if you're a woman laughing a lot more, throwing back your head, mimicking the faces and um, things you... When I am around a guy I like... I literally mimic how I orgasm because I orgasm the same way I laugh really hard, which is like, oh, my, like covering my eyes, like, (laughs) oh, like, like, it's all the same. And so when I, I I truly, Mara Heron used to have a great bit about when a guy is across the bar, she's trying to, like, get his attention. She'll be, like, laughing hysterically and, like, throw it. I think she even says, like, I don't know that she says mimicking orgasm, but like doing the thing where you just go like, ah, ha, 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 and you throw your head back. That's an orgasm move. Yeah. And do you know that why women are loud for orgasms, as opposed to men, why they scream? This is great. Wait, this is, why
7: men scream? You know
6: why women scream? It's based on uh, well, if you're observing bonobos, which are our most close primate, oddly enough, because they don't look as much like us as like you know. Or, like, great apes, but um, or maybe it is a great ape bonobos. Uh, they they scream because the women they want to let other monkeys know I'm ovulating right now, I'm having sex, come fuck me after this. Like, ah, ah, oh. oh my god, oh my god, it's letting other people guys know, come fuck me because. I need to have as I need as much jisamine as possible. I actually was watching gangbangs last night and I go, there's nothing wrong with me wanting gangbangs. Because you know what that is? That's a woman who wants to get pregnant for the greater good and wants as much sperm as she can have in there so that something <laughs> takes. So I honestly may, might be a queen.
7: Oh, is that Like why, I would have
6: been a queen of the tribe is because. Is that why you a, put
7: the, the white noise on so I don't hear you scream? Cause I think you need more cum in you. Oh
6: my Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want you to be like, hey, um, I uh and I go, no, Andrew, the cum dumpster is the one that you put the recycles in uh i'm a comb dumpster you're supposed to put the you didn't label it i will say though that gangbangs you can't get pregnant through your asshole so that does refute my thing but the idea that i want multiple men at the same time is doesn't make me ashamed as much as it makes me feel like i'm just trying to get as much jizz so i can make um more babies for our tribe so we can survive
7: then you don't know who the father is
6: let's get to uh why do i care
7: why do you care
6: why
4: do i care (laughs) (laughs)
7: why do you care okay ryan reynolds Mm -hmm. uh opens up about pursuing blake lively and says i was just begging her to sleep with me cute we were friends and buddies and and about a year and a half Mm. later we went on a double date but we were dating separate people
6: Whoa, I wonder who the other celebrities were in that double date. Do we know? Do we know? It doesn't say in the article. Oh my God, there's got to be footage of them or a paparazzi shot at some point of them with these people.
7: Though they kept in touch and remained friendly, things got a shift when Ryan and Blake found themselves heading to Boston at the same time. I said, well, I'll ride with you. We got on the train and we rode together. I was just begging her to sleep with me. Describing their early romance as like out of a fairy tale, Ryan said, or Reynolds said. <laughs> A week later, I was like, "We should buy a house together," and we did.
6: Mm. Here's the thing: I don't think he was begging her to sleep with him. I think in his mind, that's what he wanted, but he was begging to like be with her.
7: I don't know. Maybe he voiced it, but also kind
6: of hot. Can I just please tell women right now that this does not work? Like, I just want you to know that when a guy begs you to have sex with him, it's not going to turn into Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively relationship most of the time. I'm trying to work my act right now around the idea that when a man about the confusion of giving man a man sex because you're hooking up and you're like on the fence about it and the guy is like maybe you've maybe you've been like for me uh, when I'm when I really like a guy I really don't allow myself to have sex obviously until a relationship but I have in the past been convinced early on because they're like please like I'm so horny look at my dick I'm so hard for you this is not going to go away after we have sex and 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 I think. And even before my, this apprehension, I used to think that giving men sex would, like, would make them like me more. It makes me laugh so hard to even say that. And I bet some of you are like, of course. Like young girls, I want to go around to middle schools, high schools and say, when a man begs you for sex and you and everything about his begging makes it seem like afterwards, he's going to like you more and this will actually get you what you want from him. Do not, ev- it will actually do the opposite. Okay, because but my own, it always okay, does. It always does. Uh, if a guy is begging you for sex, unless it's Ryan Reynolds, which I be, doubt he actually was begging her for sex, I bet he was begging her for a commitment because it sounds like she was the one that was like being very, playing hard to get, five-second stare, waiting for him to reach her, that she probably didn't have sex with him until she had a commitment. I would bet.
7: Now, what do you say to a woman that goes, well, I want to fuck him? So it's like not even about him. It's okay. about my own pleasure. Well,
6: well. So, like, if, if like, you want to fuck him, I get it. There's other like, things you can do. I don't need the do.
7: commitment. I just want to fuck oh, because well, I'm sex positive. And maybe it will lead to commitment. Maybe not. I just want to fuck.
6: That's, I hear you, girl. I just want you to run through your head the times in the past that you've said that to yourself and because sex shoots off chemicals and hormones in your brain and triggers dopamine that the man does not experience to have an orgasm. Women take five times the amount of dopamine uh, to trigger an orgasm that men do. So you are getting heroin going off in your head. um, While as he is actually, you think he's having the same experience? He's not. And it actually makes you bond closer to him despite anything you might tell yourself prior to it. Now this doesn't always happen because some women are wired a little bit more um, masculine energy and can kind of look at sex like a, a ex- exchange as opposed to like, I need to keep this person around. But I would say to those women, um, I-, I think uh, I think you should test your theory and I think um, be careful, but I think you will be proven that it does not actually get you what you want and that you can have a really fulfilling sex life without a penis in your vagina. Um, until you're ready to trust that person, that that person loves you and is going to give you what you want. Maybe not love, but whatever you want in exchange and like be consistent afterwards because men don't even know that they're going to fall off. The guys that have promised me to be my boyfriend after yeah. we have sex, like this is going to seal the deal, they didn't know they were going to be in- not interested in me afterwards and that they were- their interest would wane. That's a shitty feeling. They can't control it. It's biological. So watch out. And then I would say to girls that go, because I've told girls that if you're dating a guy who's not committing to you and you're fucking him, stop right now. And they go, well, I like fucking him. And I go, okay, well, or, or, or they'll say, well, ultimately, I'll just get to the point where if he doesn't want to be with me, I'll, um, and I'm fucking him, I'll just tell him, okay, I'm going to fuck other people. And I say, go do that. Go try to fuck some Go try to fuck other people when you want when you are in love with a guy that you're yeah. fucking that you want to be with and he's refusing to be with you. Go try to fuck other people. The only way you're gonna be able to do it is to get yourself wasted. Find some guy that reminds you of that guy. Then in the middle of making out with him or love making with that guy that isn't the guy, you're gonna have a bad moment and you're gonna end up calling, you're gonna cry and call the guy and go, I hooked up and like <laughs> you're gonna try to make him jealous, but he's gonna hate you because you've done that now. So- so, and then it's going to leave you alone, and the guy is going to not even like you anymore because you—he's uh, going to see you as like a ruined woman because men can't help but see women that sleep around as like not as favorable to mate with, and so it just—you women's feelings just get tied up in sex so, and tied up.
7: So I guess, I guess what I was thinking though is like you could kind of separate it between a woman that just wants to fuck and doesn't doesn't care what the guy thinks yeah. about commitment. That's that a different kind of woman. If you want to have the,
6: sex with a guy that you don't want to be with, yes, yes. keep that's that what I'm relationship. That's, that's, what, what, that's why Pat Allen says you can sleep with ex boyfriends because or uh, uh the Pat Allen, the woman who wrote getting to I do, she she says, do not have sex with someone if you want a commitment from them. But if it's an ex boyfriend who um, you know that you've already been through that and you don't want it and you really don't want it again, it's very safe. Now um I don't even trust that. So I don't even let me because I don't trust that I won't be um, fall in love with an ex because of the familiarity. So I still don't even let penises in my vagina with uh, exes even. Noah, did I do a good job of synthesizing um, Pat Allen's message in the book Getting to I Do? Uh, Yes. I don't remember the part about ex-boyfriends, to be honest, but I'll have to go back and check. Uh, You know what? Uh, Another friend of ours who knows the book very well said that to me in a private session with Pat Allen. She said that ex-boyfriends were okay. (sighs) So I will reconfirm that for another uh, show, but um, let's get to Reddit dump. This is the weekly segment I do every Thursday where I go through my Reddit, um, which I'm very active on, and I go through my saved uh, posts to, I've been like, I've been commenting a lot more on Reddit. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get caught pretty soon. Someone's going to find out my, but I don't do anything really shameful. You're like
7: Kevin Durant.
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying like Nikki Glaser looks great here. I do, <laughs> yeah, I do upvote yeah, yeah. every single one of the pictures that someone posts. Ace poet posts on my subreddit. Is, I could
7: see you commenting something negative about yourself just because then you could, like no, I do would it anonymously. Never, I would never. I
6: don't think anything <laughs> negative of myself. I'm the best. Um, okay, this is great. This is called. This is from the subreddit, uh, a popular one on this Reddit dump. True off my chest. This is where someone anonymously just writes something. This broke my heart, and I just think it's a great story. I've been depressed and suicidal because of my mom's OnlyFans. I'm 13 and my mom is 33. Things at school were never great. I'm sort of short, so I get picked on but s- some, but it was manageable. That was until one of my classmates showed me a picture of my mom naked. I almost had a panic attack and had to be excused from the classroom. Oh, this makes me so sad. I ended up not showing up at school for a few days, faking sick. I used to do that all the time. I was hoping that things would cool off, but they didn't. As soon as I got to school, almost everyone in my class was staring and laughing at me. This has been going on for a a week now. I was wondering how my classmates even got the pictures and apparently my mom advertises her OnlyFans on her personal Twitter account. Some students from my school follow her so they were able to see the nudes and they have been spread everywhere. I don't even have a Twitter so I didn't know anything about this. How mature is this 13 year old? Knows why they don't understand it. Like Knows that they're a child and their mom should be protecting them from this. This is the worst part. Oh, and it says the worst part is when I was I confronted my mom about this. She told me that I was overreacting and that sex work is basically the same as working at a bank or grocery store. Not wrong. However, she also said it makes her feel good about herself and that I should be happy that she's more confident now. I told the principal this person went to, this kid went to the principal, um, but they can't suspend thousands of students or take anyone's phones. I've been crying in my room every day for the past week. I don't think I can take it anymore. I have to say that if this happened to me when I was 13, I would have probably killed myself because I was so worried about what people thought of me when there was a rumor yeah. that I watched porn that was going around, just a rumor that I watched porn, I was thinking about killing myself. So I I really want to reach out to this person, but um, the best part was all the comments were so supportive and this person was actually asking for help, which makes me think they're going to be okay. So people just wrote in and gave really great advice, said that your mom is right about sex work it's nothing to be ashamed of but she should protect her son or daughter whoever this is from that and i just thought it was a heartbreaking story any thoughts
7: i mean it's just so sad i the i mean yeah i, I don't even know what out. to say about it i mean i just think like I just want to know her handle.
6: Well, Today I Learned is another subreddit. That's where people share an interesting fact that's sitting in front of us forever and none of us thought to to think about it. Today I Learned, if you ever see TIL on um, anything, that means Today I Learned. Demi Moore was the highest paid actress ever at the time in 1996. Didn't know that. What did you think she earned for Striptease, the movie Striptease? Uh, $4 million. $12.5 million in uh. 1996. Um, Striptease bombed at the box office As we all know And earned her a golden raspberry award Which is like the Oscars for bad acting She was also And then this was a, another fact That is just thrown in She was also a producer For all three Austin Powers movies So she made way oh more than 12.5 for that yeah. um, So here's the thing This is why I, I read the comments The first comment Do you know why it bombed?
7: Striptease? Yeah Because a 13 year old Well sad? someone goes
6: That movie should have been great this is a goo Don wrote this. That movie should have been great. So many great stars. Burt Reynolds, Ving Rhames, great source material. Obviously, it's stripping. She looks hot. But it's supposed to be a comedy. And Demi can't do comedy. And that's some actresses can't do comedy. And that's I can't do uh, acting, but I can do comedic acting. It Like, I'm the only one who has watched Hacks with Gene Smart, love her in it. But I do not like when she's doing stand-up because she doesn't know how to deliver a misdirect joke, which is a very hard, highly skilled thing to be able to do that thankfully comes naturally to me. But um, I, no one would notice this except me, but I have a problem because I'm like, the timing, the comedic timing is a little off on those. But she's amazing otherwise. It does everything I, I couldn't do. I,
7: I think Striptease was a horrible name for the movie. I, don't mm. th- I think walking into a movie called Striptease... It's too much. That's why like Magic Mike is a perfect name for a male. If it was called male strippers, no one would walk (gasps) in.
6: Before we get done with subreddit, have you ever seen this? Noah, you are going to love this. If you guys haven't seen this clip, it's been going around forever and it resurfaced the other day. As you guys know, I used to be friends with Jennifer Lawrence. We didn't have a falling out, but we were friends. We met through Amy Schumer. We developed our own friendship. It was so much fun. I got my ears pierced with her. I went to her house a bunch. We hung out. I love her so much. She is just as funny and beautiful as you hope she won't be in person and then she is. And we just have lost touch over the years, but I still have her number. I doubt she has the same one, but uh, it's always been a point of pride that Jennifer Lawrence wanted to be friends with me and and I will brag forever about it. However, this is this is why Jennifer Lawrence is so fucking good. This is her having an interview with um uh, some news guy after the, the Academy Award. She's just won an Academy Award for Best Actress uh, of the Bradley Cooper thing that she was in. Mm-hmm. She's sitting down and there's like, you know, tons of stars walking by. It's after the show and there's tons of stars walking by. She's sitting there talking to uh, Stephanopoulos, I think. George Stephanopoulos, I think, is the guy interviewing her. And Jack Nicholson comes up because he doesn't know who it is. He kind of looks and he kind of peers into the interview and is like, oh. And um, and they have an exchange. And he says, uh, I, I'm just setting it up so you can hear it clearly yeah. because you'll hear this all. He says, oh, you actually, you look like one of my old girlfriends. And also Jennifer Lawrence is like, Like Jack comes up. I just want to describe this for people who are going to not be able to see it. You should look it up, though. It's just Jack Nicholson, Jennifer Lawrence. You'll find it. Uh, he goes up. He looks at her. She kind of turns like, who's this guy looking at me? And then she goes, oh, my gosh. She says that she's like to the camera like, holy shit, that was Jack Nicholson. She like points behind her because he kind of walks off. And then he comes back around and she's like, hi. And he goes, you look like one of my ex-girlfriends. And then hear her response and then hear his response. And it's just one of the most this I would never be this quick as yes. Jennifer Lawrence. Here we go. Okay, she's freaking out. Enjoy the night, he says. I loved you in the movie, it was great. Thank you. I loved all your movies. You look like an old girlfriend. She goes, do I look like a new girlfriend?
7: <laughs>
6: and she kind of says that at the corner of her mouth. He goes, you look like an old girlfriend. She goes, do I know, Do I look like a new girlfriend? And he goes, I thought about it. And then walks off. I mean, it is the perfect exchange. People on Reddit got into a discussion about like, wow, Jack Nicholson had the best line. It's like, no, Jennifer Lawrence had the best line. Yeah, However, far. I do not want to say that Jack Nicholson's line wasn't great because someone went on to, ar- they get into a huge comedy argument <laughs> about why Jack's line was also great. And his line in response of, I thought about it, was perfect because it wasn't creepy. It wasn't too creepy. It was acknowledging what she said. It was it was honestly, of all the responses Jack could have done, it didn't step on her joke. It still gave her the spotlight. It pretty honest. And it was honest. <laughs> and it was just, I thought about it as just the lovable Jack Nicholson response. But her saying to a guy that says, you look like one of my old girlfriends, do I look like a new girlfriend? Like, can you watch this, Andrew, and just see how hot she looks when she does this? She's the coolest. And then she buries her face in her hands. Just no, wiggle. I loved her. Watch her face. Oh, really? Do I
7: look like a new girl? I look like a new girl. It's very old Hollywood. She is Isn't so
6: hot. It? I love like, her so much. Um yeah. didn't
7: feel very old. Hot? Like, oh, yeah. do I look like an old like? <laughs> that's easy, see? That's how it feels to me. Like, Final nah, thought.
6: <laughs> I know. That's what is the very old. That's why I liked it on the side of her mouth. It's like, nah. uh, Jimmy Carney. <laughs> <laughs> very good.
7: Ah. Uh, I'll suck your own penis, huh?
6: Final thought: Jennifer Lawrence was my friend, and I just want to go into depth about that. No, um, it, she was, and I, um, and I got to reach out to her again because, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with her, and we just, you know, she's one person that I will say this about. I remember one night I was very high, but that's it wasn't very high. You know, I get high, and it just like makes me more in tune. But we were sitting by her fire, and we were just like talking. And I smoked a little bit of weed, and I was, I couldn't stop uh, seeing her turn into different people. I swear to God, <laughs> the best actresses are shapeshifters. Her face, she looked, for one moment, she looked exactly like Drew Barrymore, where like the most beautiful Drew Barrymore. And I was like, oh my God, she really looks like, Drew. and I'm thinking all this. And then I looked at the fire, and then I look back at her, and she's Renee Zellweger. And I was like, now her face is Renee Zellweger. Then her face was Christy Turlington, and I go, Jen, I can't, you are, she's already so uniquely beautiful herself, but because actresses can shapeshift in a way that I can, I do voices more of like, I do, I, but I'm not good at like l- looking different as much.
7: But is she shifting or is your your visual of her shifting? No, she's
6: just whatever you you project onto her whatever that's you what want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And but that's it's what interesting good actors that she are. then turns She's an amazing person and I I hope someday that I get to share all of the stories uh of our friendship because we have uh there are a lot of fun tales to tell, but I want to um be respectful of someone who's so famous as privacy and private parts which I've seen. Um okay, so this was amazing, Andrew. <laughs> Final thought. And it's great. Jennifer, actually, well, the first time I met her was on um, a yacht uh, that Amy had rented for all her friends. And then all of a sudden she was like, Jennifer's gonna join us today. And I was like, ugh, I don't wanna be around this girl. It was like, I knew Amy was friends with a, 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 Jennifer, but I was like, I don't, and I know she's cool, but everyone says that about her and like about someone famous. And I bet it's not true about her. You know, like <laughs> we're having a good time. It's Amy's friends from high school, me, Rachel, Bridget. And it's just like God. Now we're gonna add Jennifer to it, and everyone's gonna be awkward, and she's gonna be like Hollywood. Was it
7: an attention thing, though, that she'd get a ton of the attention.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's just like it changes the vibe because everyone's yeah. comfortable now. All of Amy's high school friends are like, Jennifer Lawrence is
2: coming. Yeah,
6: and like I'm just like, oh, it just changes the vibe that was so relaxed. Everyone felt good within their bodies, and now everyone's like, oh my God, Jennifer Lawrence is so hot. I have to yeah. look hot, and like,
7: yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Um. And it was more to me, too. Like, I'm going to have to change my personality because I want Jennifer to like me and I want to be comfortable here. Donald cured. Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. So uh, the DTs I got. Uh, that's what we should call it when I changed. <laughs> I got the DTs. Uh, the DT. But she showed up and somehow we got on the conversation because I think it had been revealed on that same trip that I had a vagina that was different than everyone there. They were all like, what do you mean there's stuff coming out of it? I'm like, it's not just like a slit. Like, it has lips that, like, come out and they're like... What? And I was like, guys, are you kidding? So I drew a picture of it, and they were all laughing. And I was like, I know this isn't weird. I've struggled with this enough. Like, I'm just with a bunch of girls that all have tight puss. Like, eight girls that have (laughs) lines instead of stuff coming out. So then Jen gets on the boat, and we kind of referencing that. And she's like, Oh, I'll show you my vagina. She was like, I will definitely. I would do. You want to compare? She was like, I got one too. And I was like, I can't believe this girl just said that she wants to sometime, someday look at vaginas with me. Like, we'd already had a good rapport, but she said that. And then later on, she really. Was true to it, and we showed each other our vaginas, and then I got and and let me just say, hers is fucking perfect. <laughs> it's nothing like mine. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, it's you dumb like bitch!" Mine. <laughs> With your perfect little tight puss. Um, you
7: should have showed yours by a reef.
6: Uh, he <laughs> does it does. It's so true. It looks like one of those sea anemones where there's like an eel living in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, side note, my brother-in-law. Matt who we talked about on the show we have an inside joke one time I went over to his house and I really had to go number two and my it wouldn't flush and we, I go and we, and yeah I balcony Matt and Lauren already like show each other their poops and are like this is a really funny poop come see this like that was their relationship wow. and I just loved that yeah. and so I was already comfortable with Matt being like I go Matt this is like one of the craziest dumps I've ever taken. You have to look. I would never do this, but and it looked like eels. So we called eeling, and so we always say like, I bought I've bought their kids eel books, and it's all about poops. And we always talk about like, uh, I've, I just released some eels into the Missouri <laughs> River. Like we are. It's so funny to call poops eels. So you guys have fun with that. Now, when we have to go, but I just want to show this one last thing from my Reddit dump. This is Michael Phelps. This is to Andrew. This is a gift for you for me yelling at you before and confronting you. I want to confront you with this Michael Phelps clip. <laughs> Michael Phelps with the longest televised putt ever at 160 feet. Yes, Michael Phelps. Press replay video and enjoy it. And make, wait, hold on. Let me make sure the sound is on. Okay, replay video.
7: Oh, man. I wonder what putter he's using. Let's see. All right, Michael Phelps. Man. The Olympics than any other. <laughs> Learning to play golf.
2: Here he is. Look at this. Where is this putt going? Hey. This guy's twenty-six handicap. He couldn't. He oh, has. that's unbelievable!
6: I wish we had video, Andrew. Your face is like—I saw Andrew's face go from like nothing to no, what, and then go Pfft, like.
7: First of all, that green. Tell me, what do you think is, of
6: that? We have to go. We have the green's 10 gigantic.
7: Um, Ten. It's like a hole in one. If you're on, I, it was great, Michael. You you could swim. You can do What does a 26 handicap mean? 26. He means it's not su- good. He sucks. So
6: it was a lucky one.
7: Yeah, that's why the guys are like, oh, he's but not gonna do anything. Oh, I don't televised. know where this is going. It's televised.
6: It was the longest putt televised ever in the history. Oh my god!
7: This reminds me. I was playing real quick. We were behind this uh, duo, couple, uh, twosome. This guy hit a hole in one on a par four. He's only been playing golf for a year. Shout out to that guy if ever hears this. They were going in St. Louis. What, what course? At Forest Park. At Highlands Park.
6: Okay, we got it. Like
7: hole number six. If you the know guy hit a, hole, that in got a hole in one?
6: I'm sure this guy's bragging. So anyone listening that lives in St. Louis that has heard a guy bragging about a hole in one recently, he's um, from tell
7: Alabama. It. He hits the shit out of the ball. All right, congratulations. Him, let's
6: let's find him. Thank you guys so much for listening to the pod today. This is one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. Uh, tell your friends about it. Post it on your story. Let us know. Uh, keep keep making fans. Really? Stuff. Recycle. We're gonna talk all about um, stuff we've gotten from fans because we've got fan and, tracks. If, go make sure to go look at our <laughs> Instagram right now, Nikki Glaser, uh, uh Pod, and and request access to to become a private uh, one of our close friends on there. Not close friends, but like you know, just one of our followers, and see what we post on there because I'm much more vulnerable on there. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't be cut and yeah, free.
2: <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with
2: auto-pay discount. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead,
1: she saw what was coming.
2: The prisoner. The rise. The fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
7: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call.